0: Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share with you the Inner Teacher Podcast. The Inner Teacher Podcast is really about listening to established artists share their journey to trusting their creative voice. And how, when pressures start to come, and success, and reputation, and all the external factors come into our lives, how do we still listen to that inner, innocent creativity? And so I'm really excited to share episode one with you, with Yara Chavieso, because Yara is really holding the mothership of creativity she is so connected to her inner voice and she has such clear intention when she speaks and when she creates yara has made some very extravagant very large work but in this episode i was really interested in breaking down her process of how she's going about creating it and what are the roadblocks and the green lights she's hitting as she's going on her way so please enjoy Yada Treviaso. Okay, Yada, I'm super happy to have you on this podcast today. Um, so why don't you tell everyone what your name is, what you do, where you're from, and kind of a little bit of your creative work and your creative vision so that people get to know you.
1: Sounds good. My name is Yara Travieso. And I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Well, really just Miami because, you know, Miami's not really in Florida. Um, And my family uh, migrated here from Cuba and Venezuela. And I live currently live in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm a director, writer, filmmaker and a choreographer.
0: Amazing. Um, What has been your kind of last creative project or what are you in process of creating right now?
1: Well, we can start with the last kinds of works that I've done. There's been quite a series of very, very different works uh, that have been developed and in development for quite some time and some years. Uh, I would say probably the the biggest one is a current one that's touring at the moment called La Medea, and that is a large musical, it is both a live theatrical performance and a feature film that is created at the same time in real time as the theatrical musical performance. So every shot is streamed, edited, directed, and shot in real time and streamed and broadcasted all around the world. Uh, And so it's a simultaneous musical, it's a dance theater performance, it's a theatrical script, it's a film, and it's essentially an interactive experience. So it's this very kaleidoscopic kind of um, production, uh, but is all anchored within a desire and a focus to create a more infinite way of looking at an immigrant woman. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, so Yada is making these amazing big works, but I want to kind of break it down a little bit for someone that's um, looking to discover their voice. What are, the, what are the first kind of steps you take to start to discover your own interests or um, start to begin the process of a creative vision or a creative work? And how does, how does something that gets that big, what's the seed of it? What what is that moment like for you?
1: Well, you know, I think everyone is quite different, obviously, but I think something that we all share is is learned habits to close off a freedom and flow that lives within us. Uh, Some people call that, you know, writer's block or creative block or stuck or. Uh, uninspired, or down, or even depressed, anxious, there are certain things that can sometimes, and I would say almost always, uh, stop us from accessing that creativity and freedom that, to be quite frank, is always there. It's always there. The only reason why we can't hear it, or we can't access it, is because there's something else in the way. And so I would say, that the one unifying aspect or factor as artists that we all share is that, is is that we all have that freedom and creativity always within us. And really our job is to do the work to listen to not only the creative moments, but also listen to the blocks and listen Mm. to the things that are in the way of those creative moments. So whether that's like uh, negative thoughts or anxious thoughts or sort of sad or depressed or, or heavy thoughts, those are just as necessary to take care of as our creative thoughts. So when we do do that, when we nurture both those feelings or thoughts and we can hold space for the inspiring, you know, sharp, you know, amazing eureka moments, if we can hold that same kind of space for the blocks or the fears or the doubts, and really listen to those as well, not give them power and believe them, but just listen to them. Then we start to hear the other stuff louder eventually. We start to hear the flow of the creativity, the flow of of the nurturing thoughts, of the of the of the full and, and infinite and regenerative ideas that we as human beings all carry within us. Some people call that sort of a love, you know, space that you harness within you. But it's always there and it's there before anything else. But obviously as we live our lives and we experience the world, our brains and our bodies start to develop habits to protect us. Mm. And a lot of those habits sometimes stop us from accessing that flow of freedom or that flow of love that is art making. So I think for me, the biggest thing is to get back to basics and just be with all of it and be loving and caring for all of it. And that's the biggest, biggest thing to access our creative spark. And I do this all the time for myself. Mm -hmm.
0: So you're taking moments inside of your day or maybe more of like a lifestyle Mm -hmm. for you to basically listen to all that is coming in and all that is going out. And then from that, realizing the um, kind of artistic, flow that is already occurring Mm -hmm. and just tuning into it and then and then do you start to build Mm -hmm. upon that flow do you start to build upon that Mm -hmm. trust like is this a practice for you that starts Mm -hmm. to develop something that you can get better with or or is it always fresh is it always Mm -hmm. blank kind of what's the process of the growth of this Mm -hmm. self-trust
1: I love that self-trust. That's a really wonderful way of putting it um, because that's something I really like to push when I teach is this idea of self-trust. Uh, the, the sort of next step, I guess, uh, it is a practice for me. Uh, it's something I do all day, every day, mm-hmm. where I try to just check in um, as much. Even when I'm talking to you right now, I'm checking in, mm-hmm. and I'm noticing just how my hand is touching my face, how my toes are touching the floor, how the chair is holding me up how my heart is still beating a little fast because I was running late, and how that heart beating fast could sometimes maybe pollute my feelings towards what I'm doing right now. But because I'm hearing it and I'm with it, I'm very calm, even though my heart is going really fast because Mm -hmm. I ran here. So that is a kind of being with and noticing. And as, you know, we're really lucky because we have a foundation in somatic experience and somatic understanding. And I think i I am very guilty of using my brain more than anything else, so because I had a base with a somatic language, I've been able to practice the somatic language as uh as the mothership mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the brain as the mothership. So you know, as I just gave you an example of how to do this practice all the time all day, uh, the next step, I guess, is is to notice when my brain wants to take action where it's like oh fantastic there's an opening of creativity you're so present you've been doing this practice and there's a flow of love and there's something that is brewing and you're feeling it and then your brain wants to be like okay make something Mm. take action and whenever my brain is urging me to do something go and take action that's become a good moment for me to slow down.
0: Interesting.
1: That's become a moment for me to say, okay, there's no urgency. Because oftentimes that voice is not actually me. That voice is coming from fear of hurry up, catch up. You're gonna fall behind. You're not gonna make the commission. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna get that big review. It's oftentimes coming from a place of wanting to fast forward Mm -hmm. and accomplish something. Mm -hmm. So I get lost so whenever i hear that take action take action go 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 that's a moment for me to go oh i'm not in my body and Mm. then i slow down because being able to hold magic and a beautiful idea is its own wonderful art the same way as being able to hold a discomfort or something that you don't an email that you don't like and you don't know how to respond if you can just hold it i say three days 72 hours is really like an emotional cycle wow because after 72 nothing really lasts you know this too shall pass waves really come in 72 hours yeah so if you can hold something for 72 hours and and just listen to it and see how it changes in those 72 hours it's gonna be so much deeper than it was if you just act on it when you get the itch to Mm -hmm. act on so that's sort of a practice too is sort of being patient Mm -hmm. with the magic Mm -hmm. Uh, whether you have the magic or don't have the magic that skill is necessary in both ends Mm -hmm. so if I feel like but I have to turn this in tomorrow what do you mean and oftentimes as a director and a writer and you know the kinds of works I do oftentimes producers need to see a script or a mock-up or storyboards tomorrow right and I've learned that forcing is uh is awful (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah. It's it's sort of it's a kind of trauma actually that you put uh-huh. your body through, um, because it's it requires a kind of um, force energy that goes against flow, so it's a kind of little baby trauma, uh-huh. um, and those traumas add up to habits that then constrict you later. So what I've noticed is whenever I start feeling that constricting pressure of having to get something and turned in, that's literally the moment I abandon ship and I say okay this is not supposed to take over me I am gonna slow this down and if it makes a lot of people uncomfortable then I'm not the person for them so I've learned how to do that it's really hard because you want to please people and you want to do a good job especially as artists we don't have a lot of opportunities out there but but you're signaling also to yourself that you're the most important person Mm -hmm. in this whole conversation and from that moment on you stop being worried about what other people expect of you. It's really your training. You're retraining yourself to really believe in you first and take care of you, take care of you first. Uh, so I would say that that is a really valuable skill just to hold yeah. when the magic comes. And then honestly, if you're capable of doing that and holding it, you just will know what to do next. Yeah. You'll just know. You don't even have to plan your body. Your, you will understand fully what your next step is
0: and it really seems like like making that declaration to yourself of I will wait until the right thing comes, like sets a certain integrity mm-hmm. in your own creativity mm-hmm. that is really beautiful to um, witness in someone and be within yourself because that shows that you're prioritizing your own self and taking care of that idea rather than always um, making sure that everyone else's expectations mm-hmm. are validified before that.
1: Yeah. Mm. And you know, the only reason why I do this is because I was quite the opposite. I used to work very differently. I used to work for validation from the outside. Uh, I had a really hard time uh, when I was studying at Juilliard. I was on sort of probation for quite a bit of it. Um, I really didn't fit in. And afterwards, I didn't fit in in the film world, I didn't fit in in the dance world, I didn't fit in the theater world. And I felt just really alone and that led me to want to please and to want to fit in and to want to um, or, or even prove myself uh, and so that created a some very destructive habits um, that made me crash in a way that I didn't think I could keep going mm-hmm. in, in all the senses of keep mm-hmm. going and I don't think anybody needs to really go through that uh, to learn this lesson I think that if we're gentle now and we just start doing this now for ourselves and if I can do that with my class where I can teach how to be gentle and open and allow yourself to hold all of you then I think uh, I think that that's really the way forward.
0: One thing I'm really curious about when I'm hearing you talking is how are you holding the direction? And you talk about this North Star of like your goal, your dream, your vision, while at the same time like being in your body in the moment and being patient and allowing that to take its time or allowing it to shift course if it needs to. I'm finding in myself that like maybe what I thought I wanted to do is now being reinvented into something else. And I'm finding that change of vision really um, kind of discombobulating because I'm feeling like I don't know where I'm going moving forward and I keep setting all these ideas of like what it needs to be Mm -hmm. Um, and then I feel more stuck and more limited because I'm like working through a definition rather than through like the expansion Mm -hmm. of my own uh, creative voice and identity.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, This is a big, this is a really hard thing, especially as artists in this country, uh, in this culture that really prioritizes action and productivity and and goal setting and accomplishments uh, and and really like a ladder up progress. Um, And I think that what we're missing is is a balance. It's not to say that that's bad. Mm -hmm. It's just that if you only have that, and that's bad. Right. So we need to balance it out. So, of course, the being present is really, really the, the trick to everything. But I think of it like meditation or like when you're going for a run or even when you take a dance class, you know that the class is going to be an hour and a half long. Or when you go for a run, you decide, I'm going to run five laps or I'm going to run for 25 minutes. Right. That run is going to be so much more fun and free if you just put a timer on mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about when you stop. Something's gonna tell you when to stop. So then you can just be free to run. Same as meditation, if anybody meditates, if you just meditate without a timer, you're gonna be thinking throughout your meditation, should I stop now? Should I stop now? Is this is this? And then that's gonna kind of stress you out and right. not let you be present. Right. So really the idea of setting a north star instead of a goal, because I don't really like the idea of a goal. Yeah. Because then it feels like it can't it's fixed. Yeah. A north star is not fixed essentially, and it's not something you can touch or grab because it's always gonna be far away from you right and it's just some it's a guide it's not something to acquire Mm. it's something to guide you and so in that sense it's something to help you be present Mm. because if you don't have a North Star then you're gonna be worried constantly and you're not gonna be able to be present because you're causing me to be like, well, which direction should I walk in? I don't know, I'm lost in the forest and I don't know where to go and that's gonna really stress you out more than like, well, let me just follow the North Star and then I can just be free to look at the trees and the rocks. Oh my God, that smell reminds me of childhood. Oh my goodness, that light on that tree is so beautiful. (gasps) I just had an idea for a film. Oh, let's do that. And then you're like, wait, I don't wanna walk towards the North Star anymore. I wanna make a film now. I'm gonna go back to the car. So mm. and that's fine. And then the North Star is now your car.
0: Right. You know. Right.
1: So the idea of the North Star is that it's it's a guide. It, it's a beautiful guide and it should be something that is inspiring, not something that is destructive. It's something that is when you look at a North Star, it's beautiful and it's guided so many different communities to save to safety, really. Um, so that's how I see it, and it's not something to acquire, but it's something to guide you.
0: Mm. I almost see like this, uh, like transparent kind of pull or transparent wind. Like it's it's not defined. You can't put it in language, but you feel mm-hmm. the way it's pushing you, and you feel the yeah. warmth of it, and you feel how um, how it wants to help. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I
1: love that. Yeah, that
0: that's that's really inspiring. I needed yeah. to hear that. Oh, Thank you. Good. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on this. Where can people find you? Because I'm sure people are going to be curious about your work and what you're doing and what you're teaching.
1: Yeah, uh, I love teaching. So if you want me to teach somewhere, just let me know. And you can find me at Instagram at Yara Travieso, Y A R A Travieso, T R A V I E S O. And my website is the same, so yaratravieso.com.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm so grateful to get to bring on these amazing creators and to have them share their stories and their journeys with you all. It is so inspiring to me, and I hope that it is inspiring to you. If you want to learn more about Inner Teacher and what we're doing inside of workshops and retreats, go to innerteacher.com or you can follow us at teacher. My mission is to really show that we can all trust our voices, we can all listen to ourselves, and that we have all the information that we need in order to start to produce and create our incredible art in whatever fashion that is. So you can find me at Nathan Hirschout, N-A-T-H-A-N-H-I-R-S-C-H-A-U-T, on Instagram or NathanHirschout.com. I hope to have many more podcasts coming soon, and I hope to connect a lot of different kinds of disciplines and creators together and have places of artistic exchange and intersection. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.